This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Everybody, welcome all our Torah Anytime viewers. Uh, today we're going to be speaking about um, Christianity. And first of all, what does that have to do with the class? Why is that even on Torah? Why is that even Torah related? And the answer is, is that there is a lot of halachic questions that come up if... If the idea is if, if Christianity is idol worship, there's a whole lot of issues that come up with that. Number one, can you walk into a church? There's a lot of people that travel to Europe, and one of the big tour sites is going into churches. Vatican City, it's a whole city just created about this. Is a Jew allowed to go over there? And what about music played by a church? You know, some people like the, that, that type of music. Are you allowed to listen to that type of music? Um, what about if, let's say, a cross? Can you, can you, can you look at a cross? What about if, if, uh, your business is in jewelry and, or watches and you sell stuff that has crosses on it? Can you do that? Can you deal in that business? Also, um, can you say the name Jesus? Hint. I just gave you the answer. But we'll soon see why. And number two is can you say Xmas? Another hint. And now we're going to see why. So. The way that I want to go and tackle this is, first of all, um, if you want a, a lot more information on this, there's a rabbi on Torah Anytime, Rabbi Lawrence Kellerman, also on simpletoremember.com. He speaks a lot about this. I'm going to touch on a little bit of what he brings down, but I'm going to focus uh, you know, on different uh, ideas than, than what he brings. But I strongly recommend he does an amazing job, and uh, you know, if you want more information on this, please go uh, look at him up, Rabbi Lawrence Kellerman. Okay, so now, first of all, it, we're going to find out if Christianity is, is, is idol worship. The first thing that when I was doing this research is I realized there's a lot of different denominations. There's, there's like Christianity and then there's, you know, there's like Catholic, Protestant, there is there's the J Witnesses. There are so many different types. So I actually, Googled, I wanted to find out how many different types there are. And there's over 43,000 different types of denominations, which this right away makes me think, if they think they're right, right, if, if this is the right religion, then why is there 43,000 different types? It makes absolutely no sense. So, uh, in order to, to start, try to understand a, lot of, a little bit about Christianity, we're actually gonna go, we're gonna backdate to the beginning of, sort of the beginning of time where idolatry first started. So, there was, um, in, in the, in the old pagan idol worship, a lot of idolatry focused on the sun. The sun was very powerful. You needed the sun for the crops. You needed the sun for the heat, for the warmth. So the sun was very important. So in many, many uh, uh, traditions, they made the sun the god. Now, the problem is, is, is you know, there's, uh, um, uh, comes December 22nd. As you know, this, the sun doesn't stay the same amount of hours a light per day. Comes, you know, the winter, and it slowly gets less, less, and less, and less. Comes December 22nd, that's where it's at its lowest. So the people that worship the sun god, where they're like, okay, what's going on? Why is the sun getting weaker and weaker and weaker, further and further away? It's getting colder, he's not doing his job, and then all of a sudden it's so low. And then it's three days time from December 22nd, it starts going up again. The sun gets, so what they, they declared and they decided in their sun god worship is it must be that the sun god died, and he got resurrected three days later on December 25th. And that is something called there's something, and this is many religions in history, they, they, ha, they claim that the winter solstice, the solstice is the day that either is a winter solstice, which is the shortest amount of sunlight per day in the year, and then there's the spring or the summer solstice, which is the, the largest amount of sunlight there is per the year. So a lot of religions made this day, which is the smallest, uh, sort of a day of a holiday, because now it's when the sun god becomes more powerful, coming back into being. So the... Um, so now, when you go, you know, there was, uh, I was looking into, into research on this. And by the way, you're going to soon see, if you do, there's so much research on this available that it's not like one opinion thinks about this. But listen to what, what I'm about to say. There was a, 
there was a person and Christian and non-Christian sources claim this to be Nimrod from the biblical, you know, I don't know if it is or if it isn't, so we're not going to use it by that name, but a lot of people claim to be him. He was a very, very powerful ruler. He ruled the entire, the entire world at that time, probably the first uh, ruler. And uh, what happened was he died. And when he died, his wife, which is very interesting, just so happens to be his mother as well. He ended up marrying his mother. So his wife uh, went and um, she was losing grip of, she was queen. And all of a sudden he died, she was losing grip of it. So she had to gain something back. So what she did was is she created a religion. She says, no, 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 my husband, I know he died, but he didn't, you know, he went above death. And he went and he became one with the sun god. And he is now the sun god. And this is how, what, what, uh, what she claimed, um, and how she invented, you know, this, uh, religion. But the problem was, is that a short time later, she gets pregnant. And that's a big problem because if you're married to the sun god, it's a little problematic. So she came up with this idea that she says, no, 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 I, did, I, I never had relations with anybody, God forbid, after that. She says, rather, the sun rays impregnate me. This is the first immaculate conception that happened way before Jesus came to play. So she said, no, the sun god, you know, he came in, through the rays, he, he impregnated me. And then she had, uh, she had a baby. And uh, it's very interesting because this baby was very fond of rabbits. And uh, it's very interesting because you look at that. I don't know why, but the baby's name is Tammuz. You know, like the month in, in Hebrew? It's pronounced the same way. I don't, it, it's spelled the same way. But it's very interesting that, uh, you know, that, that was his name. In any case, he lived for a short while, and then he got killed by a wild pig. And then she sort of expanded on the religion. It got, you know, got bigger and bigger as, you know, things came about. And she said he became one with the sun god as well. So, uh, this is, this is how it started. And then what happened was she also turned herself into a deity. She went and, uh, she claimed that she died. She went up into heaven, but the sun god wasn't ready for her yet. You know, her husband. So he sent her back down in a giant egg. And she came down in a, in an egg. I, I wish I'd be making this up. It sounds like a joke. It really does sound like a joke. You look it up. This is literally what it says. So what happened was, is um, when this when this egg came into being, it, it, this whole thing happened in the first full moon after the spring equinox. Equinox is a time in the in the year when you have the equal day to the equal night. That's what it's equal equinox. So that she came, she stated that she came down. So she created another religion, another I'm sorry, another holiday. It was she was known as Ishtar. Ishtar, so it became as Ishtar Day. AKA nowadays we know it as Easter Day. And it was also celebrated on that, on that time frame, on March 25th. This is, this is you're talking about over 1500 years before even Christianity came into being. So, the, um, what happened was, is that, uh, they, they used to work, this was their, their, so they had March 25th was in that time was the, the Ishtar Day. And they had December 25th exactly, well, actually December 25th to March 25th, you're talking, you're talking about nine months the other way around. March 25th to December 25th, exactly nine months. So part of the ritual was, was that they would, the, the priests of this idol, they would have to bring in virgins into the temple, whatever it was. They would impregnate this virgin on December 25th. So they'll be born on March 25th. And then what they'll do is they'll take those babies and they'll sacrifice them to the sun god. Back then it was a very common thing to sacrifice, human sacrifice. So what they did was, as part of a thing, is that they used to take eggs, and they used to dip the eggs, because you remember, Ishtar came down on a big egg. They used to dip this egg inside the blood, and then they used to do that, right? And this is why where you get the Easter egg come from, and you have to dip it and color it. This is also very interesting. You're the White House. The color of the Easter egg for the White House is ruby red. Same color as as uh, blood. But in any case, you see, so, so they, the, the, you know, there's a lot in common of going on over here between what's Christianity now and what used to be completely idol worship in the olden days. So I want to actually show you some, uh, you know, some pictures on, and how, how, how much it actually crept into, uh, uh Christianity. I don't know if people online are going to be able to see it, but I'll try my best. 
Okay, so this, first of all, is a, is a, uh, I guess you could say an idol. I don't know what it is. This is Ishtar. So you could see these, the, you see that little thing on top of it there? That little, uh, circle? That was their symbol that they worshiped the sun. That was, that's, uh, this symbolizes the sun. Here's a, here's a little bit of a, of a close up on it. Now, over here, if you realize, what, this is a Christian picture. This is Mary and her, you know, JC, the, the moms are. So, uh, she goes and, and, uh, and you, you realize what's around it. There's also a circle over here. Now, Christians call it halos. But really, it comes from something completely else. It comes from the sun god. It comes from the, 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 the idea behind it. Because back then, the pagans used to all have this, this circle behind it. And we'll soon see why does a Christian care to have so much of the same in the paganism. You look at over here also another. This is completely, this is like the sun god. The sun, when, when they worship the sun god, this was represented by the circle. There's also something called the sundial. I don't know if you're familiar with. It uses to how to tell time. This is a picture, this is actually in the Vatican. This is actually, they claim that this is St. Peter or some sort of saint. But in essence, this is really a Jupiter statue. Statue for a god. And you can see this, this little thing on top is representing the sun god. And what happens is, is that the Christians go and they change this. No, 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 it's St. Peter. And on top of it, it's just the, um, it's just a, a halo, you know, presenting that he's an angel or whatever now. This is a, this is an artifact that is representing of, of the sun god. This is how, this is how it looked. It looked in this, it's like an eight-pointed, really looks like four over here, but you see there's two lines. I think there's a better one. Here's a better one. You see this? Looks almost like a sun. It has, and if you realize, it has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different uh, um, things over there, and we'll soon see why that comes into play. This was found as artifacts of the ancient pagan idolatry that they used to worship. This would be the symbol of the worship for the sun. Over here is actually, this actually found in Israel. This is very interesting. This, uh, this is also a, you see the same, the same sundial. And this was also in some pagan, uh, thing. Now, anybody know what this is? The Vatican. This is, uh, I went to, you know, Google Maps, whatever it's called, Google View, Google Earth, and I typed in St. Peter's Square, which is the Vatican. And now look at the Vatican. Look how it's shaped. Exactly like a circle. And this is not like some conspiracy, because you look at it, it's too, you know, I sound like one of those like crazy people, like 9-11 happened with like, you know, the government. But in any case, but you look at it, exactly, I don't know if you can see from far, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, exactly the same amount as it is in the, in the idol worship one. Now the question is why? Why do they need to do it like that? And further, you, you see this, there should be another picture. Here's, uh, here you can see it again, and the same idea. This is even a better picture. But you see it's exactly eight things, looks exactly like a sundial. Um, this is, you know, we can, this is something called the Eucharist, which is also something Christian, which is also has to do, here you see also another picture. This is the sun also inside with the moon, the crescent of the moon in here. Um, here is something that I do want to focus. This is a picture of a pope, an older pope. I don't remember his name, mostly because I don't care. But yeah, over here you see this pope, he's wearing this sort of uh, little like, uh, what is it called, a stoli? What is that? Stole. Okay. So, and the same Pope, this is in the year 2000, we're wearing the same thing. Now, if I zoom in, look at what he's, look at that cross, look at what it's surrounded. It's surrounded by that eight-pointed star again, representing uh, that. Now, I want to show you one last thing. Anybody know what this is? This is what they hang up on top of the Xmas trees, right? An eight-pointed star. Now, why would you put an eight-pointed star on top of an Xmas tree? Only because it all points to one thing. It all points to the same idea that it's all taken from, from, from Christianity. So, when you look, when you look at all these things, and we started off saying, you know, is it, you know, idol worship or not? We're seeing right now that not only is it, it stems from idol worship. But granted, you go to the Christians and you'll ask them, and they'll say, no, we don't believe in that, or this, and they'll, they'll give you 101 excuses. But now let's look at how they celebrate their own, uh, their own holidays, and we'll go a little bit, we'll, we'll understand a little bit about, about their, their religion, and how you see how it is 100% completely idol worship. When I was going and I was researching on this, I'm like, 
is Christianity idol worship? Because there's an opinion that says that, uh, you know, the non-Jews, if they believe that there's a partner to God, it's a question if that's considered idol worship or not. A Jew is not allowed to. It's something called a shittaf, which is like a partnership with God. So it's a question. I was like, is, but then when I was doing percent idolatry there's not even there's no i didn't even see what the question even started with so now the what happened was is that they did they took uh, uh xmas and the christians and they made it into a holiday that that's when jc was born right i'm sure you're familiar with that you see all these like uh, pictures of the baby you know jc and all that information so uh you look into uh into all all christian sources there is not one one, now, not even one opinion that states that he was born on December 25th. There's nothing. There's no, you look at everything, all the Christian scholars, no one says that he was born on, on December 25th. And in fact, you have either March 28th, which is around Pesach time, which is what I claim also, and then you have November 18th and September 11th. None of them say December 25th. So the question is, is why are they celebrating it now? It makes sense. Only Jews ask these questions. You realize that? <laughs> They're like, oh, okay, what's going on over here? Yeah. You know? Non-Jews would be like, yeah, sure, whatever, makes sense. We'll buy it. Yeah, no problem. So, the next thing is, is that they date, you know, right now we're in 2016. So, uh, one of the ways that they dated it is it officially started at date zero was when JC was born. And now we're in the year 2016. And according, again, according to all opinions, in the JC was not born in year zero. It was like 50 years earlier, 50 years before. Big machokit in the, in all their, uh, you know, in all their wisdom. So, the, the question is, is, is what is it doing over here? Why is it they're celebrating over here? Now, there is, um, to go back in, in time, not so much back as we went before, there was a pagan custom called Saturnalia. Saturnalia, I don't know if you're familiar with, it was a, I don't even know how to explain it. It was, it was seven days. It started, oh, it's seven, from December 17th to December 25th. It was sort of the, the, the courts just shut down. The courts shut down. Everything was shut down, and the police were on vacation, and you just did whatever you wanted. There, literally, like murder, no problem, no questions asked. Rape, no questions asked. Everything was, was okay, and uh, this was a this was a this was actually a pagan you know ritual. And they used to actually do human sacrifices on this on this day. They used to get extremely drunk, and a few other things that I can't say. That and not only that, but they used to get so drunk that they used to run in the streets naked and singing songs. Which is later became modern day caroling. So Christians were like, so the Christians back then were like, alright, no problem. Come join us. Just believe in JC and everything like that. And we'll incorporate that also into, into our, into our, uh, you know, services, or if you call that. So that's what they did. And in fact, the first, uh, the first, I don't know, centuries or how long they actually, the Christians actually celebrated, you know, this afternoon the way that it used to be with murder, with all that, uh, crazy stuff going on. And this is why, this is why there are some Christian groups that don't even celebrate Xmas. They don't even celebrate. They don't even touch these things. They're like, oh, pagan idol worship. The big machokat over there. So, but the general rule is that they all do. So, um, and in fact, usually what they used to do also, which is crazy, is that they used to take like this random person as as a sort of a, I don't know, entertainment, I guess. Um, and they would feed them a lot, a lot of food, like for a week or two beforehand. So they would gain a lot of weight. And then they would strip them down naked, and then they would parade them down the street. And the Pope would sit there and laugh and smile and clap, and everyone would throw things at them. And uh, then they would actually murder that person as a sacrifice to the whatever it was. And uh, at certain times, those happened to be those were Jews. Those were Jews that were fed and, and destroyed. So, in fact, the Jews actually asked. They sent a, a request to the Pope, and they said, can you please stop this? And the Pope said, basically, it's not really opportune to stop it right now. And so this is what you think about, you know, when you have Jews, unfortunately, now, day and age, there's some Jews that actually celebrate it. And we'll soon talk about, there's something called the Hanukkah tree, which is, you know, you know, let's speak about that, the, the tree. So let me tell you the origin of the tree. 
So, um, number one, there was something called an Asherah cult. Asherah cult, they used to worship, they used to go to the forest, and they used to worship trees. At this point in time, you know, everything that I told you, it, it shouldn't make, it shouldn't make, it should make sense if I tell you they worshipped a spoon, right? Because it, it just doesn't make any sense. But they used to worship trees. And they would do is they would cut the trees, and they would bring it into their homes, they would decorate it in, and bow down and worship to it. Nowadays, you know how there's some like Asians and Hindus that they have in a certain part of the room, they have like this, I don't know what you call it, a shrine or something, they have like a, like uh, this like mini temple that they have inside their home. They light candles, they bow down to it. This is also problematic when a Jew wants to buy this house. There's a lot of bad, you know, uh, you know, I guess to say aura in there. And that's why one of the things you do is Hanukkah to buy it. You paint the house. There's certain things they do to get that bad, uh, you know, the bad vibe out of there because it's completely idolatry. This tree, this tree has a hundred percent comes from idolatry. So what happened was is the same the same story happened again. They, the the Christians goes over to the Sashera cult and say, listen, uh, we're recruiting some more members. Uh, it's a big mitzvah on our part. So why don't you come join us? And they say we would love to, but we have this thing we do with the tree. Uh, we pretty you know right onto it. They said no problem. You, you know just come. We have a special day to put it in. We'll just throw everything in that day. It's like a chalom pot of all holidays. And they say no problem. And they put they said okay fine. Will you do it? We'll do it all. We'll we'll come with you. And that's where the tree came into being. Now. What happens is it's so unfortunate. Now, I, I spoke to a lot of people, and they said, you know, the, even the Russian, you know, the, the, the Jew, the, they're not really so, uh, you know, the, the, the whole idea of bringing a tree in is sort of dying out. But from my understanding, there are still people that do it. And this is for, I'm sure not anybody over here, but whoever is watching and listening, it's 100%, you're bringing idolatry into your house. You're bringing something that is 100% of Odazara into your house. You know, you know and, and it's funny because, the Russian, you know, people in general are very superstitious. Like, there's very, very superstitious. You know, if there's empty bottle on the floor, there's keys on the floor, it's like, there's like, you know, everything stops. And the, the mo, the worst thing, everything, all, most of the stuff they do, superstitious stuff is usually nonsense. But the one thing, the one thing that you should definitely be superstitious about is bringing Avodazah into your house. They actually bring the Avodazah into the house and I don't understand it. I'm like, I'll, I'll give you like this. Somebody once gave me Kabbalistic papers. Why did he give me the Kabbalistic papers? Because he was nervous. I said, listen, you know, if you put it in your house and there's, you know, people are walking around now modestly, it's not good. So he was nervous. He brought that in. So I'm like, I don't understand. So you'll, you'll, you'll take the Jewish papers out of your house because you don't want to, you're afraid of anything bad. But you'll bring up Odazah into your house without any questions. And I'm getting actually a fight. No, they, the kids like it. They decorate it. It's fun. It's, uh, it's January. I don't know. They, there's a whole different type of situation going on in there. I'm like, who cares? Who cares? Start a new, do something new. You know, I don't know. Bring, bring some flowers instead. It, whatever it is, just do something else. Don't do the stupidest thing that you could do is bring the Avodazah into your house. Even though granted nowadays, even the, 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 you know, the Christians, they're not actually bowing down to the tree. But it's still, it represents 100% idol worship. And, and it's the, you want bad luck? That's what, yeah, go bring it, bring it. You'll see how, how good your year will be. You bring up Odazah into your house. And if anybody knows anybody, grab that tree and throw it out the window. Throw it out the door. But it, it's the worst thing I, I get, um, as you can see, it's something I think very, very uh, personally, and I, because it's something so bad, and people don't know. People don't. I guarantee you, everybody that has a tree, Ask them why they have a tree. Ask, ask the Christians. Go to, go to your Christian, uh, you know, the people that you know, go to the Christian work and say, why do you have the tree? You know, you ask the Jews, we have minagim, we have customs. And we know why we do certain things. We know we have certain things that we do. We like them and all. We, we, we have reasons for them. Ask them. Ask them why is there an eight star on top of their, on top of their, uh, their tree? Why do you decorate the tree? Why is there, why is there, let me tell you something interesting about Santa. Um, while we're, while we're on the subject. So Santa Claus, right? Jolly red guy. You know, gives presents to everybody, somehow able to go across the Atlantic Ocean, everything in, you know, 24 hours, miraculous. Lives out in the North Pole, has a little bunch of people, you know, slaves, I mean, elves that are helping him. No, perfect, makes, makes perfect sense, and the kids love it, and they, they buy into it. You know where Santa actually came into being? 
Santa actually was uh, first originally, the way it started, there was a bishop by the name of St. Nicholas. And um, he was, uh, you know, he convened, I don't know if he put together the New Testament, but he had, you know, you're talking about the year 325. So he actually portrayed the Jews as the children of the devil. So I don't know if you want to dress up at him. You know, it's funny. I saw a picture once in Masha Arim, which is in, in Israel. So there's a place that is a hunt. It's like so Jewish that like they have signs everywhere. Like if you're a girl and you're not modest, please don't enter these streets. It's like they take it very seriously. And there was a picture there of, you know, there was a guy and he was wearing a red Santa suit with a long white, long beard. It was Purim. Yeah, it was, it was Purim. They were dressing up. And they were, they, you see all the little kids and little Santa things. And they don't know the difference. They don't know that it's, that it's Santa Claus. They thought they found a good deal on some sort of costume. Everyone's wearing red and white. And they all, you see them walking around, a bunch of little Santas walking in a mansion. But they don't know. Had they known, I guarantee you they would stay as far away as possible from that. So what happened was with Santa, with this, uh, Santa Claus, is there was, uh, the, this guy, uh, by the name of Nicholas, who later became a saint, he, um, he had a, a lot of followers that actually really, really worshipped him. And I'm talking about really worshipped him, and they actually created a cult. It was uh, the Nicholas cult or something like that. So um, they actually celebrated every December 6th, because that's when he died, his death. And how did they celebrate it? They gave each other presents in order to celebrate it. So, and this 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 cult was later adopted by this German uh, uh, cult, insulted cult, that they used to worship uh, somebody by the name of Woden. Woden was this, you know, guy with a white beard or something like that, had a white horse, and he flew through the sky during the summer or something like that. So the... Um, each autumn, he flew into here. Woden was, uh, you know, he had a long white beard and rode a horse through the heavens one evening each autumn. Oh, autumn, autumn, autumn. Okay, so um, the the what happened was is again the same story. They go over to them and they say, "Listen, uh, why don't you join Christianity?" And they say, "Yeah, yada yada, we would love to. We have this, uh, no problem. You know, come in." Instead of celebrating, you know, Saint Nicholas on December sixth, let's move it to, uh, you know, to December twenty fifth. And instead of him having this this Woden guy having a flight in the Autumn, uh, will reschedule the flight to December 25th also. So they switched to everything and suddenly you have this Nicholas guy and this, you know, flying with the white horse. Now how did, you know, where did it come with the reindeer and the elves and the North Pole? So that actually didn't happen until the year, uh, 1862. 1862, there was a guy by the name of, uh, Thomas Nast. And he was an illustrator. He wrote, wrote cartoons. And he started making cartoons about Santa. And he made about two, th over 2,000 cartoons. And over here is where he created that they, you know, they live in the North Pole. And they have elves. And, you know, he has a naughty list and a good list. That whole was created by him. And, but meanwhile, this whole time, Santa was not this jolly red fellow. He was this guy which, you know, looked like a bishop, you know, very skinny, scrawny, you know, crooked nose, the whole idea. And, and just like regular guy, like a, nothing, you know, big red smiley, nothing happy at all. What happened was, in the year 1931, Coca-Cola uh, went into, they, they met with a Swedish commercial artist. And they said, listen, we want to make something for the holidays. We want to do something, let's try to do something with Santa. It says, you know, make something with him, this, this character. But one thing, he has to wear the Coca-Cola red. Because that's our that's our logo. So hence, from him, he made he, from him he created the the modern day Santa that you know was created from Coca Cola, um, this commercial artist, this pagan cult, and originally you know worshiping this this person. So we're seeing over here where where Xmas actually comes from, and and there's a lot more of it which I'm not going to go into, but there's no point of wasting so much time on this. But there's so much that they actually go and they actually it, it all comes from 100% idol worship, 100% idol worship, and and now that we see over here, it comes into a very big problem, you know, from for where we are holding. Now, if if now we're saying that that uh, this um, you know Christianity is considered idol worship, and by the way. 
according to the majority of the post of the rabbis, they all say that Christianity is actual idol worship. So this is 100% idol worship. Now, let's explain a little bit why. Even, let's say, you have the Christian be like, I don't believe in anything of that. I just don't believe in JC, I believe in the New Testament, I believe in whatever it is that he believes in, but he doesn't believe in any of the holidays. Are they still considered idol worship? And we'll, and we'll see that it is. And the reason is, is because there is, um, there's something called a min. A min is somebody who has a problem with God. So either it could be, the Rambam brings this down, if let's say somebody has, believes that there is, uh, more than two, more than one God. So there's two gods, that person is classified already as a min. So over here we see a Christian believes in more than, they believe in the Trinity. I don't know if we, we should really explain that. Um, I, I, to be honest, I don't understand it 100% because it makes no, it doesn't make that much sense to me. But uh, they believe that there is, uh, there is the, the God. Then there is the Son, which is JC. And then there's the Holy Ghost. And together they make the, the, the Trinity. So they believe in all these three, these three powers. So they believe over here that there's more than one God. There's three. There's three sources of power of God. So over here right away, that is one source for idolatry. Number two, is they have a problem with the message of God. This is Apikosu. They believe that, that the Torah is null and void. Now there's a new testament and that's what we have to, we have to believe in it. And number three, the final thing, is that they actually pray to JC. I've actually asked them, I'm like, do you pray to, I'm like, I was actually trying to understand it. I'm like, so do you, do you like pray to God and like JC, like the messenger? Like, what's the story? They'll be like, no, no, like they actually pray to JC. They actually, they pray to baby JC also. I, I don't, I never understood that. They're like, they pray to him when he was a baby. It, 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 I don't understand it. So I, I don't percent idol worship and that is 100 percent idol worship then it brings us to some <clears throat> to the questions that we started off with can a jew enter a church now and you're not allowed to enter a place where there's idol worship over here being that this is idol worship a jew is not allowed to enter a church that is like there's like no leniency in that even uh so this comes into play a lot when people go to vacationing in europe and they go uh, uh all these different places where they have beautiful architecture and they want to go inside the most you can do is go outside and even that it's not even so good to to stay so close this, though, is not the same with mosques. Mosques, Islam, they uh, serve, they worship Allah, which is one God. They don't worship Muhammad. Muhammad was just their prophet. So this is not so much of a problem to go into a mosque as it is to go into a church. So if, let's say, somebody asks you, says you have two places to go into, a church or a mosque, you go to the mosque, not to the church. Granted, then you're going to be fearful for your life. But at the same time, you should not even go for to the mosque. You should not... Oh, I'm throwing a lot of things outside. I apologize to whoever I'm offending. You know, it's all in good spirit, I hope. So, the um, the idea is... First of all, if they're watching this, then, uh, you know, okay, whatever. So, um, I should probably take the foot out of my mouth, you know, before it gets too deep. So, the a mosque, you are allowed to go in, although it's better not to. It's better not to only under dire circumstances, which is, again, I, I can't imagine when that would happen, then you would be, then you would be allowed to. Now, Rabbi Sorobelsky says that once you even, let's say there's an entrance to the church is right here, you should stay away for, like, eight, about eight feet, four amot from the church. You should not even go close to it. So, that's why you have some people that actually cross the street, and they don't, if let's say there's a sidewalk of the church, technically, you're allowed to walk over there. But, it's better not to. It's better not to walk over there, and it's better to, excuse me, to cross the street. Now, um, there was actually even a question that came up, was, if let's say they need a, the yeshiva, they need a place for Jewish people to learn, and the only place that they could get is they could rent it from the church, and they have no other place. And I believe Moshe Feinstein will answer this. They asked him, can, can, they, can we rent from the church? And he says, no. 
We can't rent, even if there's not going to be any place for the Jewish people to learn for that in that place, we don't rent from the church. Because the church represents 100% idolatry. And the Jewish, the, the, the way that we, the idolatry is like the worst thing. You want to stay as far as away as you can from, from idolatry. Now this is also even a problem to go to a gym of a church. There's sometimes, the YMCA, I think that's associated with the church. I'm not familiar too much. There are many people that say it's better not to go. Unless it's like in a Jewish, whatever. There's, there's many criteria. I always ask your local Orthodox rabbi. But it's even better not to do, you know, not to do that. This also brings us to listening to music, right? It's a very, it's the season now. And people get, you know, it's playing everywhere. You go into Macy's, right? It's all over there. You know, and you see Jews, you know, you know, singing it all. So that. Are you allowed to do that? And granted, even though it's not, it's nothing to do with idol worship. Right? There's songs, at least as far as I know, it's like, you know, it, it has nothing literally to do with the worship writing. However, it's still, you know, better to refrain from it, you know, try not to listen to it if you can, and uh, definitely try not to sing it. Um, now, let's uh, speak about uh, a cross. A cross, they actually say a cross is not actually, they don't actually bow down to the cross. They don't actually worship the cross. So the cross is just a symbol, but it's not actually what does it That's why, if let's say you're in your business, and your business sells jewelry and all these things, can you sell a cross? So it's better not to, but again, ask your local Orthodox rabbi, but there is leniencies that you can find regarding selling it. Let's say you, you bought a stock, and you have it, and you're going to lose money. So there is ways that you could go around it, because it's not 100% idol worship. But again, it's better uh, not to. Now, what about saying the name Jesus? So can you say the name Jesus? So uh, um, generally, it says in the Torah, it says, You're not allowed to mention God's, the, uh, like if there's a dial tree, you're not allowed to even say those, the God's name. So uh, what about Jesus? So the answer is, is why we can't say Jesus, is because it was his name. He was known as, you know, whatever it was known before as Yeshua, or however they, they called him beforehand. He was known, that was his name, and later they made it to a God. Let's say some guy by the name of Kent comes over to you and be like, uh, you know, he announces everywhere, he announces, he makes a, makes a decision, puts it on flyers everywhere, he's like, hey guys, listen, I'm a god now, uh, my name is Kent the God, so now you're gonna worship me. Can you say Kent the, can you say Kent? 100%, it's his name. So the same thing with, with JC. You could say Jesus, but what about the last name? What's well, not his last name, but you know, what is he referred to as? C-H-R-I-S-T. That you can. One of the reasons why you can't say that, is because it represents that, you know, it's giving him an attribute of God, the Messiah. You know, that's what it literally means. It's the Messiah. And we can't say that because we don't believe in that. And you're, you're now, this is even, you could even say that it's actual, a biblical permission to say that. And there's many Jews actually, you know, when something falls in or something happens, they're like, oh, geez. you know, they say, you know, cheese and crackers, you know, like, but they actually say the real thing. You're not allowed to do that. That's like, you know, it's just like, you know, they think, okay, at least I'm not swearing. I'm like, just as bad, if not worse, you know, to say that thing. So again, you're not allowed to say that, uh, his last name. So what about Exodus? Can you say the full name of Exodus? And again, it's the same thing. You are, um, and this is also, can you wish somebody Merry Xmas? They go, you get this all the time, I'm sure. You're, you know, they go and they say, oh, you know, they, you go shopping, they give you the bag Merry, Merry Xmas. Even if, I'm telling you, like, I can't, sometimes I can't look more Jewish if I tried. You know, and they, and I'm in the store and they're like, Merry Xmas. And I'm like, really? You know, like, so I, I say thank you. You know, I, oh, you too, I don't know. You know, I, I don't, you don't, you're not allowed to reply back, Merry Xmas to you too. So, uh, I'll go right back at you. You ever do that, you Oh, happy holiday. No, so the question is also about that. You know, you ever buy the ticket counter and they say have a nice flight and you're like, you too. And then as you walk away, you're like, I'm an idiot. Uh, yeah. So it's the same like, you know, idea. So, um, the, but the idea is, is that you can't, you can't, you now even say Merry Xmas because again, X, what's Xmas? Xmas is referring to the day that the Messiah came and the Messiah didn't come with all well, without due respect, with due respect, doesn't matter. The Messiah is not here. You cannot prove that. 
oh, they say the second coming of this. There's so many excuses that they have to give all these 43,000 denominations is that if you're smart and you look at the text, you'll realize it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And besides the fact, the New Testament was written by people. Gospels, you know, John, Luke, Mark, Matthew, whatever, all those, uh, you know, the, the popular ones. The, the, the four main Gospels, it was written by people. The Torah was given by God. They don't even claim that it was given by God. It was written by people claiming about that thing. So I'm like, God went, decided to change his mind about the Jews. It was like, no, it was a bad mistake. You know, let's do Christian now. And, uh, but he only let one guy know. And uh, he didn't even give another Bible. He says, you guys just figure it out on your own. And everyone's like, all right, let's do it. 1.6 billion people are like, right on. So, I don't know. That's why nowadays, many people say that the Christians nowadays are not really that religious. There are a few. There are a few. Oh, they're, they're, I've met them online. I've people come to try to uh, convert me, you know, on you know online where they, they mail it. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, don't speak to somebody who actually knows a little bit about Judaism. You speak to somebody who doesn't know anything about Judaism. They're like, well, do you know that JC is written? I'm like, no, you don't know. And I, I like literally spend time with them and, and actually, I don't know why I waste time, but I actually do it. And, I, and I'm like, no, this is not true and this is not true and this is not true. But in my mind is, try to, you know, not to give them ideas, but try to convert people that don't know anything about Judaism. Not the people that know anything. On my Facebook, which I, again, I hate Facebook, I'm against it, don't go on it, but it says, Rabbi Zetron. Why do Christians come to me and be like, do you believe in the Lord and God and our Savior? I'm like, no. You know, and I don't, that's it. You know, I don't. Uh, you know, and, and they're like, well, I'm like, are you serious? Go to somebody who doesn't have anything with rabbi associated with him. You know, you'll have better luck with him. But they try. If they get which is one Jew, it's such a, they, get, they, they feel like they're getting the biggest olam abba. They, they just saved one soul from eternity of hell. <laughs> Meanwhile, they just opened the door for hell for them. Okay, so now the idea is, is uh, can you say happy holidays? And you can't, because a non-Jew is not allowed to say to make up a new holiday. They can't go and decide to make up a new holiday. They could convert if they want. They could keep nothing, uh, you know, just a seven mitzvahs menenoch, which is fine, but they cannot go and they cannot make up a, a new holiday. If they do, they're actually chayav mitah. So the, um, the, the reason is, is that when we're saying happy holidays to them for their holidays, we're acknowledging that they have this holiday. And we're not allowed to. They're not allowed to have that holiday. So hence, you're not allowed to wish them the, ha- uh, you know, the happy holidays. So um, I think we, we sort of, uh, you know, I think we got a pretty good understanding on, you know, as much as you need to um, know about this. I, I know that I'm going to have a bunch of, you know, questions that, that you know, people are going to, you know, ask me, is, you know, and I hope I'm, you know, with all due respect to everybody there, I'm not trying to convert anybody who's, if anybody's watching this and they're a Christian or something like that, that's not my intent. My intent is just to bring to light some information and why particularly Jews have to stay far away from this religion as far as possible. As we see that it's 100% rooted in idolatry. There's no even questions that is associated with anything else but idolatry. And even if you don't believe in that, the whole religion is based on idolatry. So stay as far away as you can. And I'm going to end off with one thing on this topic is get that tree out of the house. Just get it as far out of the house. It is a hundred, it's not going to give you good luck. Uh, you know, you're nervous about, you want to have a good home. It's something, you know, if I were to tell you that you bring this tree into your house, about 75% of all trees have bed bugs. Is anybody in their right mind going to bring into it? And let's say some, some, some crazy will be like, yeah, you know, it means a lot to me. I'll bring it in there. I'll have the exterminator come, whatever. I'm like, okay, what happens if there's like a radioactive spider? Not like the Spider-Man style, but like a radioactive deadly spider that's, you know, 75%. And if they come and they bite anybody, it's death automatically. Would then you, you bring it? And, and nobody in the right mind will bring it into their house to have, you know, expose their children to that idea. The same thing. This is spiritual death. You're bringing into your house something that's complete with Avodah Zarah, complete idol worship. Stay as far away as you can as possible. Any questions on this? 
That's pretty clear then, huh? Chazakabol. Okay. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.